I was wiping blood from his face that was streaming from the wound, his nose, his ears, his mouth, and just cleaning his face off so that when people, because there was a steady flow of people coming into the hospital to say their last goodbyes to him. It was my last opportunity to still be his mother and to take care of him, right? Imagine that. That is the voice of Evelyn Fox. And this weekend would have marked her son Kissinger's 30th birthday. And he was mistakenly shot and killed outside a Toronto club. And his murder, to this day, four years later, remains unsolved. In fact, it's a cold case. But there's no parent. There's no mother. Evelyn will never, ever give up looking for those who killed her child. And the reward money for this uh, search... 50000 expired last fall, but it was renewed, giving this mom just a little sliver of hope that someone might come forward with that one piece of information, just what they saw, what they knew, and it may actually lead to some kind of closure. And now, on the anniversary of uh, Kissinger's 30th birthday, which is one of those milestone birthdays, she's trying to find all these answers in a world where the only thing anyone is focused on is a pandemic. Evelyn Fox joining me now, and she's joined by Tamara Cherry, who is with Pickup Communications. She's a media liaison, liaison for victims of crime, and of course, Tamara has a long, long uh, career in uh, crime reporting. I thank both of you for joining us. Thank Thanks you. for having us, Alex. Hi, Evelyn. Hi. Evelyn, let me start with you on this, because I have to imagine uh, we've been following your story for many years since this took place. And again, you've always looked for answers, but you've always um, you've always grieved and you've always been so very affected, not just when other shootings happen, but you live in a very isolated world. And I have to think that, uh, you know, given the current circumstances, it's made this just that more difficult. Yes, it is. It, It definitely is, because then I think about the gun violence that's still happening and the families that are being affected. Like when my son was killed or shot, I had my entire family at the hospital with me to support me. And now we have people who are getting shot and going to the hospital and they, they are only allowed one family member there in their last hours of life. Or even if they're in serious condition, the one family member can only be there with them. So it. Like it, you, I have what, I guess, I have a lot of empathy for people. So when I think about people who are impacted the same as me, it kind of just makes me triggered or, mm-hmm. or get uh, compassion fatigue. Yeah, and certainly the mass shooting uh, last week, that did not help. I know that uh, that affected you greatly. You know, once the headlines fade, as you well know, um, it becomes very difficult for someone like yourself to get the help that you need that will be that one key to bringing uh, answers of, of, of who took your son, because he'll always be a baby to you. Um, and again, he was not the intended target, but here you are very much alone, just begging or hoping that someone will do the right thing. Do you still have that faith? I do. Um, there's times that I don't, but I still have to have faith that somebody who's sitting on, you know, the brink of of coming forward but just needs an extra bit of support will, will you know, come forward and, and do what's right by my son. Um, and like, the reward was extended, and um, a 
picture of the suspect was released or a a drawing of the suspect was released and I was really hoping that it would have brought somebody out then but you know as we're coming up almost a full year later and I don't know if they're going to extend the reward and I don't think that reward should expire because we never mm-hmm. know when someone will decide that maybe someone who then didn't have kids and now has kids and they think about the things that they that that situation and think of how they would feel as a parent so I just, I don't know. How will you mark your son's birthday? How do you mark those kinds of occasions? Uh, well, last year, the past few years, my family has all gotten together and we released balloons with my grandkids. But this year, because of the virus, there's mm-hmm. we, we don't have the family together, which is kind of making it worse for me. Yeah, I bet. Very, very isolated. Uh, Tamara, let me bring you into this conversation. I mean, you are a long, long time crime reporter, so you know this world well. And and you've left the business, but you're still very much in the business because you you saw an, uh, uh, a need in the market for someone to become that, that voice for those like Evelyn, who basically, as you well know, they get drowned out by all the other news, and often their cases get forgotten once that headline disappears. Uh, and really, unless that headline comes back, it's so difficult to actually get the information cops need to solve these cases. Yeah, you know, you know, Alex, I know that a lot of times in these cases, all police need is a call from one person who's willing to testify, who's willing to hit the box and point out the person in the in the prisoner's box or in the body of the courtroom who did it to put this person behind bars. This case, I mean, Evelyn's case, like so many others that have been solved in the past, is so solvable. Police say that there were people who saw the shooter inside 42 Supper Club before the shooting who knew who he was, and some of those people likely even witnessed the shooting. So there's several people right now, and we can assume that at least one of them told somebody who told somebody. There's several people out there right now who know who, know who killed Kissinger Gunn. And Evelyn, I, I know it's, it's easy to lose hope, especially as the years go by, but as we said, uh, as I, I said, said to you earlier this week when we were discussing this, allegiances change over the years. Maybe somebody moves from Toronto to another city. They feel safer when they're gone. Maybe somebody now is in need of money who wasn't in need of money a year ago. Things change. And maybe they see this in the headlines and they decide, you know what, now is the right time. So uh, Evelyn and I have used uh, Kissinger's 30th birthday to put this back into the headlines to get people talking about it. And, And as I said to Evelyn this week, you know, it might not be this time around that somebody calls in that tip, but maybe it'll be his next birthday, or maybe it'll be on the anniversary of his death later this year. You never know, but Evelyn has worked so hard through social media and through media interviews in the past to keep the story alive, and there's so many parents out there who feel that their cases have been forgotten and it's an understandable feeling. It doesn't mean that it's true. Investigators are still working it very hard behind the scenes, but I think the media attention definitely helps. Yeah, but you also know that the news cycle is so busy that um, that yeah. stories kind of slide off the radar and you have to really right. keep them in the headlines to keep people's minds, uh, you know, running. And so, tomorrow, I think the, the service you offer is so valuable where you know the route to go to give victims of crime a voice because more and more often, um, you know, with these stories, whether it's the Marco Muzzos or any of these cases, the victims of these things are often forgotten and they are left to fight for for themselves and you're up against a system that is is the goliath and it's very difficult right. it is yeah 
Yeah, exactly. And, you know, a, a lot of people and uh, a lot of victims have told me over the years that they it's, it's clear that they have stories to tell, that they they want to do something to help propel their case forward. But a lot of them don't get involved in the media just because they don't want to get involved in the process that is required. You know, right. fielding interview requests, going in front of a room full of cameras, being in the middle of a scrum. It can be traumatizing. You don't know what questions are going to be asked. It's a whole process. And sometimes it goes very smoothly, and sometimes it can make their worst days a little bit worse. So I'm trying to make their worst days a little bit less difficult, you know, by doing this and and give a little bit of control back to victims to make them feel like they're doing what they can to try to help their case. Because a lot of the times, people like Evelyn, there's there's nothing Evelyn can do but talk about Kissinger, but talk about the pain that she's feeling, you know? So hopefully somebody sees her, sees the videos we put out this week, and it pulls up the right heartstrings and they say, you know what, it's time. And they pick up the Mm -hmm. phone, they call 222-TIPS, or they call Toronto Police Homicide Detective Leslie Dunkley, who's the officer in charge in this case, and they put this case to rest. Yeah, Evelyn, I mean, you and uh, so many others like yourself, um, you know, your headlines for a bit, and then you're very much left on your own to deal with your own grief, and uh, the world moves past you when you're not ready to move along with it. What would you say? What What do you want to say right now that hopefully someone's listening? What would you say to, to lead, I guess, uh, someone to come forward? I just want them to put themselves in my shoes, like put their family, or even if they've been impacted by gun violence in some form, that, you know, just think of how you would feel if it was your child or if it was your mother or father who was, you know, begging for you to come forward because like, I can't, I can't just move forward. I can't just begin to heal because this person is still out there. He still hasn't been accountable for his actions. And I'm sorry, but the love that I have for my child will not allow me to sit back and be silent. I cannot be silent. I need for that person to be responsible for their actions. They took a very big part of me, and I cannot sit down silent. I just can't. And we will give you that voice, and I'm happy to do that. Evelyn, thank you very much for uh, sharing your time with me. I know it's very difficult for you, uh, but uh, we won't stop looking, and I do very much appreciate it. And Tamara, thank you very much for joining us, both of you. Thanks, Alex. Thanks, Evelyn. If you've got uh, any information, it is literally, like Tamara says, one piece of information. And you know who you are, and you know what you saw, and you know something. And uh, if you're that person, give Crime Stoppers a call. 222-TIPS, the $50,000 reward. Should you, you know, should that be what entices the information? It is still there, but... uh, on his 30th birthday, or what would have been his 30th birthday, I mean, let's give this mom just a little bit of peace of mind, because boy, it's been a long four years for her.